What's going on, Beaches? Welcome to the Daily Swole Mancast, episode 2,603. It's Thursday, June the 22nd. Thank you so much for being here. If you have not yet already done so, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review and write a review. If you can, it helps tremendously. Thank you so much for subscribing and share the show with your friends. Also, if you want to download your free copy of The Seven Pillars, head on over to SwoleNormousX.com. You can also check out our memberships to the Swole Fam over there at SwoleNormousX.com. All the programs, yoga studio, meditation, thousands of recipes, everything over there, SwoleNormousX.com. We have everything you need to crush your seven pillars. Don't miss out on the greatest fam in Zehrelm, the Swole Fam. Also, tomorrow is our overtime segment. So after the public live stream, we have our exclusive new video releases, our private segment for members only in overtime, where we release a brand new driving while gaining every single Friday, as well as some brand new balls deep edits. And those are the edits that we drop in the throwback segment at the end of the episode. So we got new videos. New Balls Deep edits, and of course, a brand new drive mall gaining tomorrow for overtime right after the live stream. So get access to all the private content, programs, yoga, nutrition, everything. Check us out, SolormousX.com. The following program is rated TVMANOC. It contains a big pair of nuts directly on your chin. It is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. Enough with this weight loss bullshit. Take a step back and literally fuck your own face. Let's learn about getting healthy. Let me tell you something, thunder twat. Obesity is epidemic in the United States and a major cause of death. What is fat activism? I, a fat person, am sharing my own lived experience. Pizza is a vegetable. Your fat phobia is your problem. It is not my place as a smaller bodied white man to comment on it. Radical body positivity. What can men do against such reckless hate? There's only one man who can help me. This is for you new people. I only have one rule. Everyone fights, no one quits. This day we fight! Is the name of The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, the bacon is sizzling. Welcome to the Daily Swole. Testing, 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 test, 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 testing, testing, testicles, testing, testicles, testicles. Welcome everyone to episode 2603 of the Daily Mother Swole, the most muscular swole cast, beer cast, broadcast, gang cast, man cast, pimp cast, sleeves cast, and slay cast in the realm because when I flex, you flex, we all flex our biceps. What's going on, beaches, booshes, busters, hustlers, and your hoes? It's your boy, Papa Swoleo, back with another episode. Today's episode, the Beast Cast is brought to you, is powered, is sponsored by Everston K2, flexing on all you be shit. Fucking Catalina. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. All right, fam, welcome to the show. Welcome. Happy Thursday. It is Thick Thursday, after all. Very, 
very thick. It's very thick if you haven't noticed. Welcome to the show. We're here every single day. Uh, reminder, tomorrow's episode, we have overtime, which is going to be fucking absolutely epic with a brand new drive mall gaining. So don't miss out on that. We do that every single Friday. So join the fam, soulnormousx.com and be there for tomorrow's overtime segment. Brand new DWG. It's going to be Liddy McTitterson. If you know the DWG, um, well, you know what it's all about. And it's going to be absolutely nasty. We're going to go deep, literally and figuratively. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you're going to find out tomorrow. So let's get into today's episode. Drop in the comments. What are you smashing today? Hit the thumbs up button. Share the show right now with, I would say, share the show with your friends. Share the show with people that you hate. Share the show with people that you despise. Share the show with people that are just fat, lazy fucks that need some knowledge cock. Share the show right now. Hit the thumbs up button and let's fucking get into it. Let's bust a nut open. Drop in the comments. What are you smashing today? Let's fucking go. Come on, Falcon. Thank you, Freddy. All right. Thick Thursday. Hashtag Thick Thursday. Drop that in the comments. Let's fucking get it on. Let's get it on. Emotional damage. I like some Thick Thursday. I think that's the new thing. Everyone likes it. Thick Thursday. All right. Let's get into that tip. We got a lot to go over today. Babe, just an inch, just an inch. It's cold outside. That was sloppy for show. That was sloppy for show. Sloppy for show. All right, we're still in the deepest part of Jack June. Reminder that if you have not yet picked up your 4th of July merch, there's still time, but you're you're pushing it. You're pushing it. At least you'll have for the rest of the summer, but head on over to papaswoyo.com and get 20% off all 4th of July merch, all 4th of July collection. Check it out on the homepage. And uh, it's in the main menu as well. Use code USA at checkout for 20% off all 4th of July merch. Now is the time to do that. Don't miss out. Don't be slacking. Don't be slacking. Go get your fucking moich. Go get your fucking moich at jabronis. That being said, uh, today's first post. What's in the box? We got Ben. Can I call you Benjamin? I shall. In our discussion boards, Ben says, what's up? Everyone just joined, was able to drop 60 pounds during COVID, but suddenly 25 pounds crept back up suddenly suddenly 25 pounds crept back up joined here to stop the bleeding and refocus and get better i'm 35 year olds living in virginia all right thanks for being here ben stoked to have you and um nothing's crept back up you haven't been taking care of yourself now it's time to get your seven pillars in fucking order no excuses ben 
Welcome to the fam. Dora says, going to head out to the park to go for a walk slash run, then do some calisthenics and yoga at home. Then head to the gym after that. Been slacking this week because I've been a lazy beach, LOL, getting back on track. Good. Good. Next, next job is to not get off track. Understand that if you don't fall off track, you don't have to get back on track. If you don't quit, you don't have to start again. Are we blowing minds today? Thanks for sharing, uh, Ben and Dora. Thanks for sharing, everyone. All right, let's get into a couple of email responses. Uh, make sure that you're signed up for the email list. Make email swoleagain.com if you want to get on the list. If you're not on the email list, you're missing out. Stretching out that inbox daily. Go to make email swoleagain.com. This one's from Fede. Fede. In response to the what do I eat email. Fed? Fede? It's a Fed. He's a Fed. He's a Fed. Okay. The tax on me, quite frankly, are a tax on science. Today, Papa Solio, what about the training during this six to eight weeks of elimination? Keep training the same or should change something? What food? Is this diet coaching tracking included in the monthly membership? Um, really not the, the place to, to ask for this, but I guess we can discuss it briefly. The training depends on where you're at, where you're going. 90 day dash is a great program to go along with the elimination. Uh, you definitely don't want to train the same. It's not the type of eating protocol. If you're doing elimination, your focus is the nutrition. Your focus isn't the training. It's just straight up the priority. If you're doing the elimination, the priority is elimination. You can't waver on the elimination. Your training can adjust to match, but the eliminate doing the elimination is not like you're eating nutrient void foods. You're eating the most nutrient dense foods. So you're actually getting much more nutrition if you're doing a proper elimination. Um, but at the same time, your body is going through a lot of changes. These, these foods are addictive like drugs. You're going to feel withdrawal symptoms. So th- you can have headaches. You can have crazy-ass fucking cravings. Your body's all fucked up from eating these foods. So your priority should be the nutrition, not so much the training. And you can adjust your training protocols to match. Is the diet coaching slash tracking included on the monthly membership, go to swolmarmorsex.com and it will explain everything that you get with your membership straight up. It's all there. It's all there. It's all on a chart. It's listed. It's explained. So head on over there. If you have any other further questions like specific, go to the live chat or email support at swolmarmors.com with specific questions like your, like what you have. If you have anything following up, happy to answer, but the diet coaching, the entire kitchen, thousands of recipes, the elimination diet, uh, the all the accountability. Like I said, everything's listed over there on the website. So join us. We'd love to have you. All right. We also have one from the email, don't be like most people, from Nick. And Nick says, hi, Papa. I have a few quick questions for you. I've cut out a lot of the bad shit, still tapering off the booze from five to eight drinks a day to five a week. Well, you can chop that for sure. That's That's a lot. Uh, It's not easy, or is it? I do enjoy a libation here and there. So how do you feel about mead? It's just fermented honey and water, so maybe a gray area on the carnivore diet. Uh, I don't think it's a gray area. It's alcohol. It's still alcohol. It's not about the base necessarily. So uh, question two, for an example, let's base this on alternating bicep curls. So we'll move on to the bicep curls. It's not the honey. That's the issue. 
It's the actual alcohol. Okay, so let's see here. Alternating bicep curls. Instead of a bunch of slow reps, instead of a bunch of slow reps, you say do a couple warm-up sets. What does one have to do with the other? Then one to failure. Can you go into the warm-up to max weight ratio? If I do a couple sets with 15 to 20 pound dumbbells, then hop to 30 or 35 to five or six reps, is this what you're recommending or even lighter for the warmups? Well, the warmup, it doesn't matter. The warmup is doing whatever you need to do. That's it. So it's a good question. The warmup is literally whatever you need to do to hit your all out to failure set without injury. So you never just go into the gym. So when people say, oh, you do one set or two sets, you don't just walk in and max out. You don't just walk in and pick up the weights. Oh, I'm going to curl as heavy as I possibly can. You need to warm up. The problem is a lot of people when they go to the gym, and that's why the programming, I generally just recommend doing some reverse sled, maybe a minute or two with the clubs, a couple, like a dead hang, just to kind of get a little decompression doing a swollen seven, which is seven minutes. A lot of people go into the gym. They do a workout for their warmup. People go to the gym and do like 15, 20 minutes of cardio first. And then they're doing all these fucking, they're doing all this mobility stuff. They're already drained by the time they start their workout. So you really just need to do as little as required in order to prepare yourself. So yes, you could do mobility. Sure. Yes, you can get your body temperature up, but you don't need to be exhausting yourself. So warming up is just about warming up. It's getting yourself, like what is warming up? People think it's, you don't have to be sweating. A warm-up is preparation. A warm-up is preparing, is preparing for your, your workout. Like your goal is the actual resistance training, not the mobility and not the warming up at the beginning. Okay. So think about that. A lot of people exhaust themselves before they even start training. So that being said, you can do three sets. I usually do more warm up sets for my first exercise. So for example, yesterday I did chest. I did four exercises. I did one all out set for each one. So I did some reverse sled just to get my body primed and get my head in the zone, did some dead hangs, did a little, uh, the Persian meal. So essentially club swinging. And then I did and then I went over to the, I have a, a flat chest press machine. So then I put on a 45 on each side and I just did the movement very light. I didn't go 15 reps. I just did like five or six and just kind of move my arm. Then I put on another plate. So I had two plates on each side. And then I did a little bit more of a serious set, but not really 50%. Then I threw on a third plate and I would say the set that you do before your all out set should be about 75, 80%. Some people say do it to not failure, but like almost or close. You're doing 10, 12 repetitions. That's a lot of exhaustion. That's a lot of reps. So it doesn't matter. I might just do five or six really sub max, like 50%. Because here's what happens when it comes to strength, when it comes to all out effort. That's your central nervous system. That's neurological. So your body, your mind, your nervous system is stimulating the muscle fibers, the motor units, the recruitment in order to fire as many muscle fibers as possible for an all-out effort set. So if you're doing a maximum set, when I say maximum, it doesn't mean one rep max. It just means maximum effort. So maximum effort to failure requires the most neurological signaling and the most central nervous system stress. So you're priming it. 
you can't just go from sitting down to you're not ready. Your body's not ready for all out maximum effort. So what you need to do is prepare your body for that effort. And even if you're just going really light, like, oh, 35, like 145 pound plate, because it's a machine. So it's not really a plate on each side is not 135. But if I say 135, I'm just saying that for conversationally, it's probably, it's probably just 90 pounds because the, the bar and the, it's really like five pounds, maybe 10 pounds. So bottom line, I have one plate on each side. I don't go from one plate on each side to four plates on each side because it's not enough neurological priming. So I get my body more towards pushing all out, but I don't spend it all. Okay. I don't really push to failure. So for that last set, it's like 70, 80%. I'm getting a little bit of a burn. I'm starting to get a little bit pushing, but then I stop and then I recover and then I load up the weight and then I do my all out set. So you're just trying to get your body and your mind because your mind is what's controlling your strength. It's not your muscles. It's your nervous system's ability to fire all the motor units and motor neurons required to trigger the muscle fibers. So that's what you're trying to do. And this is why you can gain strength without gaining muscle because you can get more unit synchronization. You can get more of that neural shock essentially to your muscles to drive up. And if you activate more, because you have a lot of motor motor neurons and motor units that are not being fired. It takes training to fire all of them and to prime your body and to get to that point where your body needs to, hey, we need to recruit more. We need to get more action because the more force you're able to generate, the more motor neurons and motor units are able to activate and to synchronize because you can have them firing slightly off. It's like a fireworks where it's like, it'll be loud, but it'll be kind of be scattered. If you have every firework exploding at the same time, Bam! It's going to be a lot more, a, a lot louder. It's going to be a lot more impactful. So that's the mindset. So the warming up is relative. So bottom line, what I was saying is I did like three warm-up sets on the actual machine. Not to failure, not crushing myself, but priming myself for that all-out set for that. The second exercise I did, I went to incline. Now that machine, I was already warmed up. I just did three warm-up sets, for example, and my all-out set. Do I need to do three warm-up sets for incline press? No. Why? I mean, if you feel like you need to, but you're just probably exhausting yourself, you're already warmed up and you just did an all-out maximum set. So I would just do one. Plus I'm tracking. So I'm like, hey, I did X amount with X amount of reps last time. So I'll put on you know, a plate just to get a feel for the machine and like, okay. And then I'll put on the same weight and do more reps, or I'll put on maybe two and a half pounds on each side or five pounds, depending on how well I did for the last set. And if you're giving yourself enough recovery between subsequent workouts, you're going to go up in repetitions and volume and your ability to do more reps, or you can be able to go up in weight very consistently. I've gone up consistently in all my weights, every single subsequent workout for the same body part week or it's not necessarily a week. Maybe it's 10 days, but every time over and over and over again, because I'm actually recovering and I'm also training to that failure point and I'm always adding and doing a little bit more. If I'm not going up, then there's something that needs to be, I need more recovery. I need better sleep or I'm not training hard enough. Anyway, so in other words, your warm up is going to be dependent on you. If you feel like, for example, that second exercise 
um, the incline, if I felt like I needed two warm up sets, guess what? Just do two. It's no big deal, but chances are you won't because you already did three warm up sets for pressing flat bench and incline. It's not that big of a difference, relatively speaking. It's not like you're doing a, a tricep extension, an isolation, or you're doing a, a calf raise or a squat. You're doing the same body part. You're just going from like here to maybe a little bit of a higher angle. So you're warmed up. So in other words, your warm up is whatever you need to do. You want to prepare for the high intensity exercise, but you also don't want to exhaust yourself. And if you feel like you need an extra set, if you feel like you want to, but just don't waste it all. You'll know if you're not, if you're tiring yourself before you're all out set, then you fucked up and you need to prepare yourself. So let's not think of it as warming up. Cause I think warming up, um, I, I think warming up gives the idea that you need to be like sweating or it's like a physical temperature thing, which it is essentially, but you're preparing instead of a warm up, think of it as preparation, preparation for the effort at hand. I think that's a much better way to describe it. And it's a much better way to psychologically frame it. If you're thinking warm up, you're just trying to get tired and sweat a lot. And you essentially you're exhausting yourself preparation. Well, that's not just, Hey, let me step on a cardio machine to warm up. No, no. You need to get the muscles ready for the activity. So you could jump right into some mobility and then you're going to do your warm up sets. So you want to start, you know, twisting, bending, because don't forget in your preparation, you're going to be getting a feel for how your body is. You're like, oh, I feel a little tight in my shoulders. So you work on that a little bit. Maybe you'd need more recovery. Maybe you need more recovery. Maybe you're not fully recovered from your last workout. If you're moving and you're like, oh, I'm still tight. I feel rest longer. Maybe shift the body part, do some more mobility that day and save your intense training for the next day. Because if you're not hundred percent recovered, then your body isn't ready for maximum effort. Isaiah says reverse sled for leg day warm up is top notch. I do it every day, every workout. If I'm lifting weights and a lot of times on non days, I do it several times a week. You know, I just go out there. I don't do a ton of weight too. I'm not throwing on cause I do it on grass. So I don't do, I I've done like two plates or a little, I've put on more weight. I find it less effective. I find it better just to put on because when I drag the sled, there's a lot of friction. So it's not like dragging on turf, but I just leave one plate on there and I hook it up. Cause I don't really want to stress when I'm doing it. It's nice and light. And I just do it almost like you just get your head in the, in, in the zone. It's just the rep. It's doing it more frequently, more frequently with a lighter weight is better than doing it heavy once in a while. Right. But it's fantastic for legs. This is great for everything. I love it for even upper body. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, let's take a call. If you want to call into the show, let's get some questions. If you have a live question, you want to follow up with anything we just talked about, um, go to askpapasolio.com if you want to call into the show. But if you have a live question, hashtag askpapasolio. Drop that in the chat. We got one from Juan. Juan, you are number Juan on the show. Get it? Okay. Okay, it's taking me a couple of tries to uh, get this out in one sentence, but... I've been inconsistent with my gym training because of my girlfriend and I'm already aware that it's not really a good thing to primarily focus on one thing and then neglect one other, but it's just, I can't stop. I just want to be able to spend time with her. And it's like, 
it is messing up my uh, my results. And I just, I, I don't know what to do. It's like, go to the gym and then I feel this sensation or just this feeling. And I can't because I'm not with her. So it's it, it really bugs me. And I just need like an opinion on what should I do. That's hardcore codependence, bro. I'm not a professional psychologist, but that's, there's something, there's something you need to work on. Obviously, you know that. So you're asking for help. I I would suggest going to a therapist. No joke. There's no stigma around that. It's important. You need to talk to someone. You need to talk to a professional because that's not healthy. There's something from your childhood, something, um, the way you, the way you grew up that's latching you onto, onto her for whatever reason. Um, you're sacrificing yourself. I, I don't really understand. Like you want to go to the gym, but you just want to be with her. You're insecure or something like there's, I would say you need to get professional help because that's not going to necessarily fix itself. You need to work on yourself. You're sacrificing yourself for someone else. I don't know what the details of the relationship is. Um, all the inner workings, but that's why I would recommend going to a professional so you can lay this all out there and help yourself. She might be very toxic for you for whatever reason. Obsession isn't love and obsession isn't something that this is not something that is a healthy thing. There are addictions in many different ways. And even with a relationship, I, I would just say you need to get you need to talk to someone because there's a lot of things you need to work on. Cause this can negatively affect future relationships and imagine if something, what if this one ends right now, right? And you're not a secure, strong male. It's going to fucking break you, dude. So you're, you're putting everything at risk because right now you're very unstable and you're not able to even function without her. That's not good. Most relationships don't work out. So wait till that happens. Then you're fucked. So I would definitely. Michelle says it's your first girlfriend. I don't know. It sounds like it's your first girlfriend or something, man. Yeah. So codependence ain't good, but I would definitely recommend speaking to someone. Because there's a lot, there's a lot more there than you're able to break down. But best wishes. Going to the gym is important. Do it. Fucking go. Get it done. Hashtag Thick Thursday for a chance to win today's. Yow. Swole card. Stacy says read quote attached. I guess that's a book. Thank you, Stacy. We see the Tainty Man. Oh, he's blocked by all the apparel. <laughs> and the church. And the chore. Is a churchly worchly. All right. Hashtag Ask Papa Swolio. We'll get into some more questions. Thanks for calling in, Juan. One-armed warrior. I was in a toxic relationship for a year and I should have gotten out of there when the first night he didn't want me to go to the gym because he didn't want me to leave. LMAO. Goddamn. Matt Damon. Get the fuck out of here. I don't want you to leave. Fuck you. Uh, Jack says the book Slaying Your Fear by Adam Lane Smith is great for insecure people. All right. Let's see. Let's see. The Drew Davidson. Papa Solio knee pain when squatting and doing leg extensions. Any advice? Yeah, fix it. Are you doing mobility? You're practicing yoga? You doing 
hip flexor activation, anterior tibialis work, loosening up your ankles. Very important to do tibialis raises. Uh, very important to stretch your Achilles and do full range of motion. Jefferson curls are fantastic. Reverse sled, like we talked about, is fantastic. So yeah, all those things can help tremendously. Your mobility is shit. That's why you have... And mobility means strength around all sides of the joint. Mobility is not just stretching. Wish you the best. Corrective exercise. Fish out. Okay, let's see. Uh, Danny Pancorbo. Papa Solio, why I'm punching myself beyond... Why I'm punching myself beyond what there I can... Or pushing. Okay, that's probably a typo. Why I'm pushing myself beyond what I can. I'm not progressing. I sleep right and eat so. That's Instagram, so I got cut off. All right, so Danny, I'm pushing myself beyond, and I'm not progressing. I sleep right. I eat. Well, it depends on what you're doing. I don't know what kind of training you're doing, so I wish I had a little bit more detail. But you might not be recovering enough. A lot of people push themselves, but they don't recover enough. They train hard, but they train hard from... So pillar number four of the seven pillars is recovery, right? So you have recovery and recovery is filling your cup. So in the seven pillars, we have, we have the filling your cup being essentially important. You can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're focusing on your, if you're training and you're, you haven't filled your cup, if you haven't recovered hundred percent, then you're going to constantly fatigue and you're not going to progress. So that's usually the, the problem is that your repair if you're training hard and you're truly training hard, um, that is, that's the important concept. A lot of times sleeping aids in recovery, eating well aids in recovery. And, but the intensity, a lot of times that's the main concern. Uh, let's see. Alvaro Machado, si basun is swimming a good option for non rest day. So you mean active recovery. We don't like rest days. Make sure you're doing something. You're doing something to invest in your health. So active recovery, swimming, it, as long as you're not exhausting yourself, right? So that you have to think about what's your goal, all right? I would do some, I would do like maybe intervals. So it's not like long duration swimming. I would do like maybe like the sprint, rest a little bit, sprint, you know, fast, rest. It doesn't need to take you a long time. And it really depends on what your goal is for swimming. You might like swimming. You might enjoy, like you might enjoy, you might enjoy swimming. So it depends. I'm, I'm sure you probably enjoy it, which is why you're going. But yeah, going for a bike ride, swimming, there's great for cardiovascular. If you're trying to improve your cardiovascular health, you want to do more interval, right? Get into the higher zone training, which is great for your VO2 max and such. I'm not necessarily a big fan of like long distance you know, duration, but if you enjoy that, right, there's a difference. If you enjoy it and that's your passion, there's some people who love to run long distances. That's their thing. That's their life. I'm not judging. I think everyone should be lifting weights. And sometimes those people lift some weights too, but you know, if your goal is to build muscle, so it really comes down to, it really comes down to what you're trying to accomplish. If your goal is to become the best swimmer, then obviously the weightlifting is going to take a certain approach in order to make you the best swimmer possible. If you're saying, Hey, can I do swimming? You can, you can go hiking, you can go biking. If you want to just do general activity and then yoga or something like that. So if your goal is to build as much muscle as possible, the most important thing is you're not exhausting yourself, right? So when you're not training, when you're not lifting intensely, 
your repair is all geared towards you lifting intensely in the near future. So if you're doing a lot of intense cardio or whatever, it might just delay your recovery, your central nervous system, your overall fatigue, right? You just don't want to fatigue yourself. So recovery is recovery is the deal. Everyone's going to recover differently. That's another thing to understand. There's a lot of, everyone's different. Everyone's unique in the sense that some people take longer to repair. So if you're not making, if you're not healing fast enough, that could be the issue. If you're not healing fast enough, you might just need some more recovery. So if you're adding in a lot of like cardiovascular training and things like that, you might just need longer recovery periods between your training. Uh, let's see here. See mm, Shipway, I want to see <laughs> Shipway. I want to get quote the rock big, the rock big, without taking steroids. Is that possible? No. Are you as tall as the rock? No. Not not without taking juice and having his genetics. Can you get big? Sure. You're probably going to get fat though. Everyone's going to hold a different amount of muscle naturally. Can you get really big just eating and training hard? Sure. I, I, I don't take anything. I might take some TRT or something in the near future if I do some testing and I could raise my testosterone higher, but that's why I get sleep and I eat well and I take pretty good care of my of my body doing things naturally, not exposing myself to endocrine disruptors when I can, you know, doing the best that I can in terms of my environment. So my health and my hormones are going to be as high as they're going to be just by being aware of that. But of course we all age. So that's going to be something that I'll consider. I'm not against that. I'm not like, Oh, I'm never taking it. I don't have the kind of pride. Like, well, I, I should never take it. That's my principles. I want to live vibrantly. I want to lift hard. I want to maintain muscle mass. I don't want to be decrepit and fucking feeble. You know, there are benefits to these things. But anyway, no, you're not going to get like the rock without, you're not going to get like the rock without being the rock. Uh, Frank Papasoy, I'm going camping. We'll take, we'll take maybe a question or two more. I am going camping at the end of the month. What would be best to bring along to use to keep working out? Space is at a premium. Well, it depends on what you're looking to do. If you're just looking to do a little something, you could use a club. I mean, you're camping. You could always hit someone with it. Defense mechanism or just a kettlebell. A kettlebell is probably the best thing to bring anywhere because if you could bring one thing and like the weight doesn't matter, maybe it's like, you know, you could bring like a 35 pound kettlebell. And you could do every body part with just one. You know, it's easy enough to carry. If you if you bring one that's too heavy, it's going to be weight in the car. You may have to bring it to the campsite. It's going to be fucking heavy. You can't do every exercise with it. So you could do mobility with a kettlebell. You could do some power. You could do single arm. So even if you have a 35-pound kettlebell, you could do one-arm kettlebell swings and just do higher repetitions. And that's going to be great for your glutes too because, you know, it's more challenging because it's one arm. But you could do overhead stuff. You could do mobility stuff. Just saying. Depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Just trying to move a little bit. You could bring a club, but you're not going to be able to do as much stuff with a club as you will a kettlebell. Right? 
Stacy says, what about resistance bands? Yeah, that's a great one too. Or a TRX or something like a suspension trainer or a pair of rings. You could bring rings and you could hook them over a branch. They have portable ring sets and you can anchor it. So yeah, those are things we could use your body weight. Bands are great. A TRX is great. You could bring a kettlebell. Like you could bring both because one of you could throw those anywhere. Just some ideas, yeah. Okay. Well, you're buying, I guess I'm buying a kettlebell. Well, you have to practice and know what you're doing too. Cause you could also hurt yourself with a kettlebell or get like, you know, blisters and stuff if you try to ramp up too quickly. But I would start practicing it. It's a great thing to travel with. If you go camping often, it's fantastic. <laughs> get bring an axe, cut yourself a log. Nice. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Um, any other questions? I might have missed a couple. Got a lot of comments that came through. Couple good answers on those. Got a couple good questions there. Uh, a couple good questions there. Uh, we got why we got one more here. Let's see, calisthenics or gym? Oops. Uh, let's do it. calisthenics or gym. Well, we just kind of that kind of plays off the last question about bringing a kettlebell camping. So calisthenics, nothing wrong with calisthenics. Using a bar or rings, there's nothing wrong with that kind of stuff. Bodyweight things are great. Yoga is body weight, right? So there's a lot of good things that you can do. But again, you know, is it calisthenics or gym? I mean, calisthenics is training. The gym is where you train. So whenever someone asks me, oh, well, this or that, it's like the swimming question. It doesn't matter. It's kind of, it's arbitrary. What are you trying to accomplish? So if you're trying to become the best aerobic athlete and run marathons, then you have to train a certain way. You're not going to be doing fucking max squats and shit like that if you're practicing, you're going to be running all the time. So you need to focus on what you're trying to accomplish. Calisthenics or gym. I, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to build a lot of muscle? Then gym. You're trying to get better at calisthenics. Then guess what you should do? Calisthenics. Can you build muscle with? Yeah, but to a point, you're overload. You're not going to be able to progressively overload in the same manner. And the reason is because your body, you'll improve strength, but you're not going to put on a lot of size. You see a lot of people do calisthenics and all this bar work. They might be muscular, but they're very skinny and they don't have legs because they're only just doing upper body all the time. I mean, you're not going to get jacked by doing a bunch of burpees and shit like that. So it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish. What's your goal? And is your training mapping to those goals? Wilberto, Papa Soli, I've been having lower back pain on the past few days. I think I'm sleeping in the wrong position. What exercise or stretch would you suggest? Any kind of hips and twists, lower back, maybe Jefferson curls, going light, stretching. Dead hangs are great. Um, reverse hyperextensions are fantastic. If you have access to one of those machines, you could do it on the edge of a table too with just your body weight. It's excellent for decompressing. So there's a lot of stuff that you could do. Tyler, do you use any moisturizers for calluses? From weight training, I figured I asked because my grip tends to lack from it. You're lacking calluses or moisturizer? No, I don't moisturize really. I mean, I moisturize with jojoba oil and stuff other ways, but, you know, so I get some on my palms. I just, you know, when I wash my hands or this is wet, I just kind of callus it off. Um, one more question. Freddie, caught up on some swole streams? Unless I misheard you that you sometimes you do cigars? Yep, I love cigars. Considering how on it you are with your health, would cigars be counterproductive? That's up to your opinion. Like I said, I don't cheat. I don't 
I, I don't, I don't slack on my stuff. So it depends on how you frame things and it's not a cope, but I, I like them. It's not going to be, it's not a risk really. Not as bad as, uh, not inhaling. I'm not smoking weed. I'm not drinking alcohol, getting good sleep. Yeah. I enjoy them. I enjoy them much better than alcohol or marijuana, things like that. Hmm. Everything's a trade-off. Everything's a trade-off or a risk. And everyone's different. Everything's a risk profile, right? So, I mean, I mean, I think it's a great, I think it's a, I think it's a great question too. I think it's a great question and it goes with anything. So if you think about training, like this relates, I appreciate the question. Uh, this relates to anything with the training, with nutrition, everything is risk reward, right? If you want amazing returns, a lot of times you have to take higher risks, but there's certain, there's certain things in certain aspects where, for example, stock market or investments with investments, you take a higher risk and get a higher reward because you also get cleaned out. Same thing with exercise, but a higher risk with an exercise isn't necessarily the same. doesn't map to the reward the same way. You don't need the most risky exercise for the greatest reward. You could do a lot of high risk movements. You could do a lot of high risk movements and it's not going to get you the reward that you think. So a lot of times you need to pair. There's always a lot of risk, but you need stability. So a stable exercise is going to be a much better idea because your risk of injury is going to decrease and your ability to you know produce force uh, risk reward so short-term gratification long-term outcomes nutrition choices eating dunkin donuts or crispy creams or a two liter diet coke you know there's, there's a lot of it's all risk reward life is all risk reward you can drive a car there's a much higher risk than walking down the street right you're walking you know, you're less, I'm, I'm so of course you can get hit by a car, but walking is a decreased risk. Let's say all things being equal, there's no one around, there's no cars, or you're not walking in the road, but walking, what's the chance of you tripping, falling and dying? Very low. You're in a car. We take that for granted. That's a very high risk movement, but the trade-off is it gets you faster. So, all right. Um, balls deep fam. Appreciate the questions, Beaches. Excellent. Remember, if you want to call into the show. AskPompasolio.com. Um, Freddie, a follow-up with cigars. How are they better than regular cigarettes? Well, cigarettes have over 250, usually 200, 250 fucking chemicals added to it. People are inhaling. There's fiberglass. I think they still put fiberglass in like Newport cigarettes. And, um, you know, so inhaling smoke is definitely not a good idea. Yeah. Elizabeth, there's still a cancer risk. There's a fucking cancer risk from cell phones, from air pollution, mostly nutrition and environmental factors. So when it comes to cigars, there's just tobacco. So it's a much decreased um, exposure. You're not getting all the other chemicals. You're not inhaling. And yeah, it's not something I'm not fuck. I'm breathing plenty of air. I'm not sitting there like, chain smoking so much it's a much different very different from very different from cigarettes okay let's see um hx we're getting some good questions all right let's just keep on going we'll do one more what are your thoughts on 
weed, uh, but use medically for mental. I never allow it to stop me from going to the gym. I'm no expert on it. I know there's different types, different strains, and now that it's legal in a lot of places, I know they really get scientific with it. So they have certain things for certain people with certain conditions. I would say it's better to use something like that than get on antidepressants or some sort of pharmaceuticals. You know what I'm saying? So if it's like you're going to take Prozac or whatever, I'm just saying something I know the name of, or, you know, you have an edible or something like that. I think it's so, it's so much different. I would say it's much better than, much better than anything pharmaceutical. So it's a, it's a better choice. So my thoughts on that, again, it's an individual choice. So when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to these kinds of lifestyle behaviors, it's a choice. Everything is a choice. Everything is a choice. So you have a choice. You have a choice to, you know, make a better food choice. You have um, a choice to, you know, partake in pharmaceuticals or marijuana. You have a choice to go and try to get better sunlight and X, Y, and Z. So... You do the best that you can. You have a, when it comes to elimination diet or customizing your nutrition, it's all about finding what works best for you and what works best for your body. Now, you just don't want to use that as an excuse to maintain terrible fucking habits. And like I said, everything, there's a trade-off. Everything is a trade-off. I mean, talk about high risk. I am lifting heavy fucking weight on a regular basis. Most, if not all of you, are lifting heavy fucking weights. Talk about a risk, Right? talk about a risk, which is why we've talked a lot about machines, which is why I've gotten really into and getting all these machines because I never really gave them a lot of, a lot of credit. I never used machines. I was classically just free weights all the time until more recently. I started using a lot more machines. I always used some, but not a lot of them. But now I realize how much harder I can train you can do a lot with free weights. It's great, but it's really ideal if you have a someone who knows what they're doing in terms of spotting to get you forced reps and to help you and to help you get negatives. It's much better if you have someone because if you're doing preacher curls with a bar, you can't spot yourself. You can swing maybe in this, but if you have someone like helping you and guiding you, that's great. If you have something that's weighted or plated or something like that, it's much more secure. You don't have to worry about dropping the bar or hyperextending because everything's kind of, you can set the limits and your range of motion, et cetera, et cetera. So you're able to push a lot harder and reduce the risk tremendously. I hope I was, that was a coherent thought. I kind of spaced out and started thinking about something else. So hopefully I was answering the same question. Uh, so Freddie is responding to HXPEs talking about weed for, uh, for health. Freddie, with my epilepsy, my doctors did speak to me about it, have used it in the past for it, and it worked wonders for me, but mentally, it can be good for some and bad for some. Freddie, are you saying it was bad for you mentally? You said it worked wonders for you. So I'm assuming that's obviously a good thing. I like your avatar too, dude. The, the dips. Yeah, some people talk about... Some people talk about CB... People have mentioned to me, asked me, hey, what do you think about CBD? I, I don't know. I've tried it before. I'm pretty sure I've tried it before, and I didn't notice anything. I, I couldn't tell. But here's the thing. I don't have, like, ridiculous, crippling anxiety. I don't have, 
there's so I, I think that's also an issue. I don't have chronic pain where, oh, my shoulder bothers me all the time or I can't sleep. I don't have trouble falling asleep. I don't have a lot of anxiety or whatever you would use CBD oil for, or a lot of people do that. Um, so I'm not, so I never like to say it doesn't work because some people swear by it. Okay. Who am I to, you take it and it works then great. I'm glad something works. I would rather you take that than some fucking pill. But I think it's, you know, if you're coming from a place where you have a chronic issue and you notice it get better, well, that's pretty fucking obvious. Then whether it's placebo or not, who cares? You're taking this stuff and it feels better in, ter in terms of that. So I think it's because I never, I just don't have anything like a chronic issue that that would specifically target. If I had a lot of insomnia and then I started taking CBD and I slept like a baby, well, that's, that's a lifesaver. So maybe that's why I didn't notice it. It's kind of like I, you put on your tongue or something. I guess there's different ways to do it. Maybe I didn't give good stuff. Maybe I didn't take enough, but I, I didn't know what I was supposed to feel because it's not psychoactive. So it's not like you're going to take it and be like, whoa, I'm high, bro. <laughs> Freddie says, me doing heavy dips have its risks, but the benefits outweigh the risk for me. Yeah, of course. Of course, if you have good form. So Freddie, for example, if you have good form and you're doing dips, and you're doing it with good form, you've built up and you're not overdoing it and you're warmed up, then yeah. But of course, think about it. Heavy dips with weights and stuff, that's a lot of risk, right? What if you slip? What if your arm goes in? And, you know, but if you're trained and dips are a fantastic exercise. Risk reward. It's all risk reward. So in other words, stack the deck in your favor for a reward. All right, let's see. Oh my God, this fucking idiot. Hold on a second. Okay. So we got a couple videos. But these are a little bit long. All right, so we're going to do... We're going to do this one first. It's in their DNA. We got some longer ones today. We got some longer ones today. What's in the box? It's in their DNA. What do we got? You know why a tall person can't help but be tall? Their genetics? Because it's about genetics. Don't about say it. It's in their DNA. Don't say about do you your ever fat stop ass. think that maybe for a lot of fat people it's in their DNA too? No. I've spoken about this before, but if you look at all the women in my family, we're all at least 5'10 or above. Okay. We're all wide. We're all you're all wide because you probably all eat the same. This is the problem. This is why a lot of families are all fat. You know why? Maybe their genetics predispose them to it, but you're in the same household. You're all eating the same shit. I'm sure you and your whole family all eat wonderfully and lift heavy weights and shit. Fat, and we all have vastly different lifestyles. Well, yeah, okay. There's so much more to it, but people have been taught that fat is... What does that mean? Vastly different lifestyles. What does that mean? Who wants to guess that everyone eats like shit and surrounds themselves with endocrine disruptors and blah, blah, blah. Bad. So they just presume that we're all fat and unhealthy and gross. But let's do some Googling, shall we? Because you could have and you decided not to. Instead, you decided to come here. So I'm going to teach you. A very, Ew. very, 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 very quick Google of literally what causes weight gain led me to this. Genetics. Your face. You're eating Cultural your garbage. Cultural background. Did you know that the BMI was based around white cisgender men? Oh, shut up. Stop with your cisgender fucktardery. Um, this is stupid. 
Factors that affect weight. You ready for this? Everyone, you ready for this? Look at this list. What's missing? Factors that affect weight, genetics, cultural background, medical conditions and disability, mental ill health, some medicines, eating disorders. Well, there you go. Eating disorders. All right. So it is there. Drugs, alcohol, or tobacco. How about food? I guess that would go under eating disorder. Food. <laughs> food. Food. Factors that affect. Yeah, just because you might be more predisposed to being fat, if you're not getting the fucking food required, you're not going to be fat. Like, you're not going to get fat. You're not going to get fat. The BMI tells us that we're unhealthy, but, like, if you're outside of the body type of a white cisgender man... Shut up. I'm going to say it every time you say doesn't really count, but doctors still use it. Medical conditions or disabilities. There are brain tumors that cause weight gain. If you have a brain tumor, is anyone getting offended by, like, you should lose weight? I have a brain tumor. People that actually have a condition, like a serious thing, a lot of times that's as a result of their lifestyle habits. But yeah, they're not trying to defend body positivity necessarily of a brain tumor. Like they're not, the, they're not complaining online. It's the people that don't want to change their habits that have control of it. They're like, oh my God. Yeah. If you have a massive fucking cancerous tumor, that's definitely going to affect a lot of things can affect all sorts of function. You're just trying to use that as some kind of shield so you don't have to stop eating cake and go to the gym as a side effect there are also things like polycystic ovaries which not only cause pcos very very correlated to insulin sensitivity yep just like diabetes a lot of these are all insulin resistance issues these issues don't just magically appear they get turned on, fired, activated. They come about with lifestyle habits, all right? You're taking birth control. I'm not saying everyone, but I'm saying, think about what women do, right? Since they're little. And there's a lot of people, but I'm just looking to use women because you talk about polycystic ovary. Men don't have ovaries, in case you were wondering. So just to clarify, I'm about to go on a fucking rant here. Boys have a penis. Girls have So women vagina. are putting makeup on ever since they're kids, putting it lipstick on, all the stuff on their lips, eating it all the fucking time absorbing all these things to their skin, deodorants, you know, perfumes, body lotions, all this kind of stuff. A lot of makeup is absolute toxic garbage. There's some good companies today. Mama Swoyo talks about all the time, but there's a lot of shit. All right. So you're eating like crap. You're not sleeping. You're not exercising. You're constantly lathering yourself with estrogenics. You're on birth control, all these things. Then you wonder why you have PCOS. I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying uh, a lot of this is preventable based on your lifestyle habits. Weight gain. Weight gain is one of the side effects. And, and part of the fucking treatment option is like to lose weight, but it's next to impossible to lose weight with PCOS. Chicken or the egg. That came first. Your terrible habits came first. Then you had PCOS. And yeah, are you shocked that it's hard to reverse a condition because you've already fucked it up. Yeah, once you break something, look, once you once you blow out a fucking tire because you never put air in it and you just drive over nails all the time, it's kind of hard to repair it. You can plug it a little bit. Right? Once you blow out your engine, you can't just snap your fingers and fix it. Well, let me stop driving my car. Maybe it'll fix itself. Mental health. Mental health is a fucking huge cause of weight gain because mental health is a huge cause of weight gain 
I'm going to disagree with you there. I think your weight gain is a result of your lifestyle habits, which led to your weight gain and poor mental health, because we know the gut brain axis, your immunity, your mental function is a direct relation to your sunlight, to your nutrition, your exercise, all those things. So what led to your weight gain also led to your poor mental health. How many people with poor mental health are eating really well, exercising every day, getting plenty of sunlight, meditating, none. Otherwise you wouldn't have poor mental health. It would be dramatically decreased. We need to, we need to, we need to make depression actually depression again. Depression is not, well, I don't feel like training today. A low mood is not depression. Okay. We've like bastardized that fucking word. Everyone has a mental health disorder now. No shit. Like I say, if you're going behind a McDonald's and you're driving around the back of this fucking building to get a greasy bag of garbage, you're a fucking crackhead. You're an addict. You have an eating disorder. If you're going through a drive-thru, you have an eating disorder. <laughs> Unless you're getting like a, some water and then you should still shouldn't be drinking out of plastic. Unpopular opinion. Right? If you're going through a Taco Bell drive-thru, fun fact, you have an eating disorder. If you're just pushing a button on your phone and having someone deliver you a bag of garbage because you're too lazy to get off your fucking couch, someone's bringing you, delivering you garbage, you have an eating disorder. We just don't talk about food in that way. It's like someone coming and dropping off cocaine to your house. Here, here's your bag of garbage. Here's your bag of vegetable oil. Does someone order some fried vegetable oil? Yeah, here we go. Have I ever eaten fast food? Yes, which means I used to have an eating disorder. My eating was fucked up. I used to eat shit. I used to eat Sour Patch Kids. That's absolutely a fucking eating disorder. I put that garbage in my face repeatedly. That's an eating disorder, fam. Eating a pack of Sour Patch Kids a day? Oh, yeah. Okay. And that's tip of the iceberg for most people. So I'm not sitting here saying I'm a fucking saint. I'm just saying I'm not in denial as to what it is. All right, let's finish this it stupidity. It affects your sleep. It affects what you're eating. Again, this chick is putting the cart before the fucking horse. The cart ain't pulling the horse, Mochambo. Your shitty fucking habits led to all of this. Shitty habits are going to lead to medical conditions and disability. It's going to lead to mental ill health. Um, it's going to lead to activating epigenetically certain sequences that are going to make you more prone to gaining weight. It's going to, it is an eating disorder, right? Some medicines. Why are you on so many fucking medicines? Because you don't take care of yourself. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's fucked. Eating disorders. Not only do eating disorders affect the size of your body, but they also impact particularly if you're in a bigger body, how like a bigger body. Why are you in a bigger body? Because you created it. It is that you will get adequate diagnosis in a timely fashion because timely fat fashion. people are less likely to be diagnosed with an eating disorder because people less see likely people to be diagnosed. All right. Fat people are less likely to be diagnosed with an eating disorder. Do you have to be diagnosed? You're wearing it. You don't need a diagnosis. You don't need a professional opinion. You're obese. You have an eating disorder. Why? Have you seen your dick lately? Have you seen your clit? Can you see your toes? There you go. 
diagnosed with an eating disorder because people see people losing weight, fat people losing weight, and they're like, oh, yes, go, queen, instead of asking how. Nine seconds. Or why, or if they're okay. Drugs, tobacco, alcohol, enough said. Like, the list goes on. Just smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. (sighs) Well, she can. (laughs) It's in the DNA. It's on the genetics. It's in more genetics. I was born and I'm just going to be fucking morbidly obese. You just happen to define, defy all laws of physics. So physics stops with you. There's a lot of physics out there, right? Gravity exists, the conservation of mass. But for you, for you, <laughs> you just break all those laws. Can someone tell me, I'm not saying this is a good nutritional protocol, when they liberated the concentration camps in Germany and Poland and stuff like that, how many fat people were in the concentration camps? How many fat people were there? I don't think I need to answer that question. Hmm? This is why Auschwitz is a great idea, right? Just send people to summer camp, right? Just don't feed them for fucking six months. Look, you lost weight. Told you. Anyway, zero. All right. A horrible, a horrible occurrence. Not making light of it, obviously. Well, maybe I am. I did make a Auschwitz joke. I love that idea. But let's be real. They didn't eat food. They weren't fed. They were tortured. It was horrendous. There are no fat people. You know why? Because they weren't eating at all. I'm not saying go to that extreme, but yeah, you just don't eat as much garbage. And how do you not eat as much garbage? You still need your nutrients to survive, right? You still need your nutrients. So you eat nutrient-dense food and you don't need a caloric surplus. You don't need excess. You'll lose fat. Science, physics, you will lose fat. You will lose weight. You will. You will. It's impossible not to. We all have different lifestyles. We all just big. You don't have different lifestyles. What? What's like? What, what does that even mean? You're still all eating crap. The vast majority of people eat shit. Maybe different types of shit. People have no idea what they subject their bodies to, and then wonder why their bodies don't function. Right? You're literally just putting all these like aluminum and fucking toxins, and you're spraying all these phthalates all over your body, and you're microwaving plastic, and you're on birth control and you wonder why I just can't lose weight. I don't know why we all have different lifestyles. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Stacy. I went down a spiral with mental health when I had my thyroid removed and gained weight, had poor habits, stopped working out, added to my poor mental health, had to get my mind right, and here I am. Good for you. Thanks for sharing. Okay, let's see. Uh, Betty Ford, I was in good shape when I got anxiety and insomnia and needed meds at the time, but also part of the fam. So I knew I need to get off them and get back in the fucking gym. Good for you. I'm not making light of people's struggles either. 
everyone's going to have their own shit. And the, the, the problem is once you find out, sometimes you have these issues and you deal with them for 20 years. Right. And then all of a sudden you find my content or you read something you're like, Oh shit. There's also that regret, right? A lot of you that have issues now, you're probably thinking we can all look back at 2020 hindsight and think, Oh shit. All those things that I did, that wasn't good. That probably led to those problems, but you can't go back in time. So it's frustrating when you know, and you're thinking, oh my God, it was so preventable, but there's also the denial like, no, no, it's my genetics or no, no, it's the patriarchy because you can't look in the mirror and look at yourself and realize that you fucked your own shit up, but we all have those different journeys. The most important thing is to have humility, you know, take care of your fucking ego and understand that a lot of us fuck shit up. I made a lot of progress and I still ate a lot of shit through college. I was eating like chili from cans. I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have any fucking money. So I ate protein, but God damn it. I would never eat the sh- half the shit. I would, n- I would never eat 90%, 95% of the shit that I ate then. Now, cans of tuna and whole grain bread dipped in water just to get it. In. Like it was gross. I definitely put on more fat than I needed, but I was also eating a fucking lot of protein and stuff. And yeah, the quality could have been tremendously better. I had acid reflux because I was eating low quality chicken. I didn't know any better. This is like early 2000s. So looking back on it, there's a lot of things I would have done differently. If you're not living your life, if you're not looking back and realizing, oh, that was a bad idea. You're not making, you're not doing enough stuff. If you look back like I did, every good decision, what a that's probably a boring life. Everyone could have looked can look back in their life and think of God, any number. It's just not a you learn from your mistakes or learn from what you did, but it's not a useful endeavor to live in the past and just regret and oh, I can't believe I did this. Just it's, it doesn't matter. You gotta learn. Move forward. Come on, again, I leave my videos of me eating sour patch kids online. I used to once a week or eat, you know, have a cheat meal and eat McDonald's or Sonic or rallies. I guess some people call it or I would eat pizza once. I've done all that stuff. I feel so much better and I don't miss it at all. I've eaten enough shit in my fucking life. I know too much now and I've learned and I've developed and I've adapted. And fortunately I was consistent enough with my training and at least certain macros and focusing on protein that I kind of, I won't say I got away, but I managed to get through. And there are periods when I've seen older pictures where I was big, but I was definitely bulking in a big way. I had a lot of body fat. I used to be 10, 15 pounds heavier than I am now, but I wasn't as muscular. I had a lot more fat. I thought I was big. And then all of a sudden you see a picture of yourself. Oh my God, I got pretty fat. I had a lot of muscle, but I was definitely packing on a lot more fat than I should have. So then I cut back down and go through different phases. But you need to have the humility to know that, hey, I fucked up. In other words, these people like, just have these issues. It's everyone else. It's my genetics. Is it your genetics or is it your 35, 40 fucking years of just terrible habits? And all of a sudden your thyroid's not working or you have PCOS. You've literally trashed your health your entire life and you're wonder, you're shocked that it's, you never change your oil in your car and you're shocked that your fucking engine seized up. It's not rocket science. People have just underestimated how long of a time frame that is. 
Why do you think people start having problems in their 40s and 50s and 60s? Because they fucked up their body for 40, 50, or 60 fucking years. We're all breaking down slowly. We're all slowly dying and running out of time, some quicker than others. Don't accelerate it. Don't hit 2x and 3x and 4x. The time is going to go. So in other words, stop trashing yourself. It's compounded over time. Just like compounded interest and compounded benefits from investments and things like that long term, you're getting the negative aspect of that. You're compound your the shit that you're doing to fuck up your body is compounding. And that's why all of a sudden, all of a sudden I have this issue. All of a sudden my thyroid doesn't fucking work. All of a sudden I have PCOS. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, who knows what happened? Not 30 years of birth control and again, perfumes and laundry detergents and air pollution and plastic. Just think about that shit. It's not to make light of it, it's, but now that you know, let's make some changes and stop pretending like it's not a result of your environment. Some things you can control, some things you can't. And sometimes you don't want to think about that you can control it. People don't want to move from a, a terrible area because of like pollution, things like that. Well, it's like, then, then don't, but let's not pretend like it's not a major factor. You have to have the humility. It's your fault or it's your responsibility at least. People don't want to control the things that they can control. So it's like, if you're actively not controlling the things that you can control, then what are you complaining about? If you're doing everything the best of your ability, you're really doing it. There's still the roll of the dice. There's sort of, you can't undo all the things that you've done, right? You can't fix everything. It's like a car or metal. Once you start getting that surface rust, it's really hard to get rid of it, period, isn't it? You can sand it down and painting cover over it. It's going to come back. It just might take a little bit longer to come back. It's very hard to get all the rust off. Once you have a little bit, it's going to come back. It's going to grow back, but you can sand it. You can spray it. You can paint over it. And then over time, it's going to bubble up and, you know, it's going to come back. It's like that. Once you allow that rust in there, once it gets on there, you just got to, you got to keep up with the upkeep. Otherwise it's going to eat you alive. Uh, Lady Hawk, those mistakes from your 20s will come back to bite you in the ass regardless of how hard you try in your 40s. I realize I'm pretty much fucked, but still going to try. Well, like I said, the whole point is you don't want to create those issues, right? Don't give your body and life and, you know, nature a chance to, to get that foothold. And after certain issues, for example, these people... You go and you're like, my thyroid's fucked up. Look, it's my genetics and I can't lose weight because my thyroid. If you have a thyroid issue in your 30s or 40s, it's like, well, you trashed your body your whole life. It's not the thyroid that maybe now you have trouble losing weight because your thyroid's already fucked up. But what about all the gallons of ice cream and soda and fried foods and shit you were eating and margaritas and birth control? Like, what about all that shit your entire life? You know, now... It's fucked up, but what led it to be fucked up? Just got to be honest with yourself. But it doesn't mean you don't do the best that you can right now, right? Like Lady Hawk was saying. Um, let's see. Uh, Michelle, Michelle, I never regretted going off fibromyalgia meds and getting in shape. Still have some symptoms, but nothing like when I was overweight and sedentary. See, you can improve. Everyone's going to have their own 
their own story and journey, but improve what you can improve. Ah, Cerny says, can't change your past, but you cannot repeat it. Ooh, very deep. Let's do one more video. Uh, a little bit long today. That's what she said. <laughs> because, because Fat phobia and white supremacy. What's in the box? What the hell kind of country is this where I can only hate a man if he's white? This commenter says, I'm perfectly fine with fat people. But WTF, do you mean Aryan? Fat phobia and racism are two completely separate things. Yep. But they're not. Yes, they are. All bigotry in our culture is rooted in white supremacy. That makes no sense. It's just not. Are you going to do the fearing the black body bullshit? White supremacy sets an ideal, and any deviation from that ideal is discriminated against. Obviously, this goes for race, but it also <laughs> includes the person's size. In our culture, skinny people are upheld as the ideal. This woman just wants to be oppressed so bad. Why is it always these retarded white women? They want to be oppressed so bad. Can someone please hate me? I know I'm white. I'm sorry I'm white. I would love to be oppressed. Can you oppress me too? I know you don't like black people, but can you not like me too? I'm fat. Does that count? Please, does that count? I can be fat. Can I, can you hate me, please? Please hate me. There's also racism behind why skinniness is considered the ideal. Because as white women, we want to set ourselves apart from black women who... Is that, what? <laughs> are you saying that you're a racist? Are you saying that you are a racist? Because as white women, we want to set ourselves apart from black women? That sounds racist. I don't think I've never heard any woman say that. And I have experience with a lot of women. I've been around a lot of females. I've never heard any woman say like, we want to set ourselves apart from black women. That is <laughs> sounds pretty racist to me. Black women who stereotypically have curvier bodies. All bodies are beautiful. I wouldn't say that. That's absolutely not fucking true. All bodies are beautiful. I've never... I will never agree with that. That's subjective. And beauty is usually something rare and challenging to achieve, which is why people appreciate bodybuilding because it's very hard to achieve and you have this amazing effort that takes to get to that point. Being fat has no effort, quite the opposite. It's just indulgence and disease. So I wouldn't call that beautiful. You can have a different opinion. Some people are attracted to that. They have a fetish. Okay, but definitely not. Like, absolutely not. But white supremacy needs to hold up a singular ideal <laughs> in order to maintain control. Okay, let's do a retard. Everybody knows you never go full retard. Elizabeth is absolutely right. Uh, that's just something ugly people say. This is the kind of stuff, and this is, again, this is the kind of stuff that fat people say. Certain fat people that don't want to change, that don't want to put in effort, that don't want to challenge themselves, that's what fat people say. You never see anyone who's, you never see anyone healthy and in shape, you know. <laughs> I'm oppressed. Okay. Um, that's Mad retarded. Dang. Let's do a throwback fam.
All right, let's get into a, um, let's wash that out of our mouth and our eyeballs. Uh, well, all right, this is a, here we go, another throwback. And reminder, tomorrow is overtime. So we are going to do, we got a bunch of new releases. We've got a brand new drive mall gaining. We will have some new balls deep edits. So join the fam today, swarmusx.com and be there for tomorrow's overtime segment where we have some new video releases um, like dry Mulgaining and like these balls deep edits. Let's take a look. Throw back time. You'll never regret a workout. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. You'll never regret it. You won't. You probably will because you don't want to make changes. Oh, no. I can't do this. <laughs> you won't regret it. You feel great after training. So what are you going to say right now to encourage people to be fat? There are definitely a lot of workouts from my past that I regret. How many? I'm really curious because personally, I would regret all of them because they didn't fucking work. I regret every workout I ever did where I forced myself to do it. Can you be more fucking annoying? You're supposed to do it when you don't feel like doing it. It's called discipline. I regret the times when I worked out to the point of pain, tears, injury. You worked out to the point of tears. Has anyone ever worked out to the point of tears? Nope. God, I wish I was your trainer. I'd be like, shut the, f what the fuck are you crying for? <laughs> what are you crying for, you fucking That's baby? That's fucking bullshit. Uh, cry training to the point of tears. <clears throat> and I love how she says, like, training to the point of injury. That's a risk. You shouldn't be training to the point of injury, but it might happen. When you push yourself really hard, there's a risk. Everyone here, if you're training hard enough, you've had elbow pain or knee pain or like, oh, inflammation, you need to work on mobility or you overtrained, you need more recovery or your form wasn't good or you slipped or, you know, whatever we've, you're putting yourself through physical stress. There's a risk, right? There's a risk of overdoing it. And the whole idea is you want to prepare yourself for your exercise. You want to give yourself enough recovery, take care of yourself to mitigate and minimize the, the risk of actual injury. Cause that sets you back, right? Everyone's hurt themselves. Some more severely than others. I hope not. But when you put stress on your body, yeah, sometimes things don't work out. But if you do it better with purpose, you, know, you reduce your risk of those negative outcomes. Anyway. <laughs> Fucking crying in the point of tears. Oh, no. Your tears. Oh, your tears. You'll never regret a workout. Uh, why would you? You invested in yourself and you built discipline. Just because you work out, again, just because you work out doesn't mean you're going to have the best one ever, but you should be proud of yourself for executing. Now, you don't want to use that as a cope and like, well, at least I exercise and just go through the motions and say, well, at least I did it today and just pat yourself on the back for nothing. But if you're going with the intent on training hard and doing the best that you can, you should be proud of yourself for doing it. It doesn't mean that you're always going to have the best workout ever. This is why recovery is so important. So you make that progress. That's great mentally and physically. And if you're psychologically burnt out, you're not recovering enough. You might not be getting enough sleep. You might not be eating properly. You might be training harder than you think or whatever. But again, this is proper programming and why the seven pillars are important and why recovery is so important and so on. <sighs> Ooh, Cerny, hubby just hung my pee. My signature series shirts on the wall looks awesome. I'll post pics when I get home, when I get my gym done. Oh, nice, Cerny. I thought you already had them on the wall. That's fantastic. Definitely want to see that. I thought you already had them on the wall. I thought I saw a pic. I thought you shared a picture of them all on the wall. 
or are they leaning up on a dresser or something? Maybe I misremembered. I mean, some people have thrown up. A lot of people have that experience. You eat too close to a workout when you first start doing it. You have that experience less and less. You might feel like passing out, but the nausea, that's not a good thing. But sometimes you get there. And a lot of times that comes, it's like drinking alcohol when you never drink or you're new to it. You're younger. You don't know your limits, so you overdo it. You have too many in succession or you mix and you you remember. You tr- do your best to never make that mistake again because one of the most miserable a hangover. The next, it's the wor- probably the worst experience. That's the worst experience ever. A hangover is the fucking worst. It's so bad. And you can get hangovers from food. You can have food and feel shitty the next day. It happens to me. If we have like sushi or something like that, I'll have like a low-level headache the whole next day. Depends on if I, they mix something in or something touch something else or I can have a reaction to it. Brutal. Anyway, the goal shouldn't be throwing up. But on the rare occurrence, it's like, okay, you either don't eat or you tone it down. There's no need to throw up. Anyway, the more opportunities you give yourself to have a great workout, the more great workouts you'll have. It's not rocket science. Okay, swole card time. Swole card time. Swole card time. Overtime tomorrow. Thick Thursday. Let's see the tainty man. Yeah, he's blocked by the shirts and the apparel. Look at the church. Oh, my goodness. <coughs> Say hi. Say hi to everyone. Say hi. Did I wake you up, sweetie? Say hi to everyone. Look at her. She's smiling. She's so hyped. You're so cute. Everyone thinks you're so cute. Everyone thinks you're so cute. All right, the church. Here we go. Thick Thursday. Sweet churchy. Thick Thursday. Thick Thursday. Thick. show brian congratulations Congratulations! very good i was looking at the wrong thing i was on the cursor congratulations brian sent us an email to support at solnormous.com swell card 2603 in the subject your mailing address in the bio the email great show today fam we'll take some soundboard requests brian i know you got one I arrive in America's airport with clothing, U.S. dollars, and a jar of gypsy tears to protect me from AIDS. Oh, my God. Matt's back fucking rigged. Oh, Jesus. Never satisfied. Cope. Cope. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Shut up, bitch! Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying in baseball! You can be fat and be healthy. I'm sorry, Lizzo? Healthier than I will ever be. No medication except my fucking antidepressants. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the you know the thing. 
Shut up, bitch! I did that twice. Here's the one I wanted to hit. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I'm a fair guy, I'm quick with it, fam. Quick with it. Crazy. Come on. I don't have finish him. I don't have it. Sam! I have that. Sam! You lose. That's fucking bullshit. I got you. Hadouken! 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 <laughs> Brian says, now I gotta get thick. Yeah, you do, bro. Get thick with it? Toast man? No, we got that. We, I hit it once in a while. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and to get hot, I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. God damn it, I don't know what it is about your face. But I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. Is there anything I can do to work on that? No. Here we go. I got to unhook early. Ooh. Why did you get corn pop? Ooh, fucking nailed it. Nice. Nice. I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil my physical as well as my mental fitness today junior fam thanks for being here episode 2603 so tomorrow we have overtime it's going to be awesome brand new drive mall gaining we'll see you then if you want to get access to all the nutrition all the programs like i said 90 day dash swole mastery scorched earth swole season the upcoming drop of maximum swole check out everything over 300 yoga classes SwoleNormousX.com. Join the fam today. We'll be back here tomorrow for 2604. It's the FAFCast. And of course, we have overtime. Hit that thumbs up button on the way out and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, anywhere you bang your ear holes. Thanks for being here. See you tomorrow. Peace, McGee's Deuce, Magoose, your boy, Papa Swoleo. Oh, 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 oh. Crazy flow, need a straight jacket. Cash flow, I'm a bank addict. Six subs, had the bass smacking. Eight away, had the place clapping. Three girls is enough for me, so I pull out like the stock crashing, like an IPO trying to purchase me. This a private sector, so you can't have it. Faking all that boom babbing. Who you think you is, boy? 90s want they sound back, so I give rap all these fake rappers as I take matters in my own hands. I don't need rapping, I don't need Zams. I don't need help, I'm a grown man. Now they can't laugh and they so mad, it's like. Then y'all found that young king with my crown.